0: Welcome back to Straight Outta the it shows Kevin 27 back with another fire episode and today we have the review, the instant reaction of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and I am here to say, get a babysitter, if you don't got kids then get your ass up and get to the theater cause this movie was one for the ages, bro. I'm trying to tell you, this movie was so fire, I don't even need to tell you to go give me a five-star rating, because after you hear this, I know you're going to give me one, but still going to give me one anyway. And follow me at Kevin27World on Instagram, because we're going to be talking about this for days, for days. So let's get right into it. I think Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Movie of the Year hands down, and I don't even think it's close. And you guys know how much, like how great I felt about seeing John Wick 4, and I thought that was the movie of the year. This tops that, and by three, I mean. I mean, seriously. This movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, yo, James Gunn, I'm not even tripping on the pedophilic tweets. Do what you want to do, my brother, as long as you can give me good content like this. Eyes closed, eyes closed. <laughs> no, nah, for real though, I'm telling you, this movie was so good. I can overlook that type of shit. Seriously, I wasn't really too big on the suicide squad or whichever, what it was called. But this movie right here, the magic that James Gunn is able to display with this film, I'm telling you, bro, it was immaculate. Think about it like this. It was so emotional, but he was able to blend his style of comedy in this film so well. I mean, bro, it was blended very well. It was so many hilarious moments in this movie, so many gut-wrenching, emotional moments in this movie. It just make you want to scream. It make you want to cry. It make you want to laugh. It make you want to sing. Like, oh my God, I just don't even... Like, bro, if I had someone to go to the movies with me tonight, I would go back again because I want to watch it again. It was that fire. Now, let me address the elephant in the room. No, I still don't think it's the best movie since Avengers Endgame. And that's okay. I thought it was maybe... a. And I, I don't even want to say a notch. I'll say it's, yeah, i probably say just a notch below. Uh, I'll say it's a notch below Spider-Man No Way Home, right in that Wakanda Forever, like, you know, that Wakanda Forever spot, which that's one of the best movies I thought, but it's not No Way Home. But when I say it's a notch below, I mean the tiniest of notches, I tell you. And I'm not bullshitting. This movie was, I mean, it was great. I don't even understand how I got an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like seriously, I, I I don't even understand it. Speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, let's see what it's hitting for. Let's see what it's hitting for, and I still got to do my review. I still got to do my review for on for Rotten Tomatoes too. So right now it's at a 79% for the tomato meter, 96% audience score. I mean, that's what you want, but that's pretty much, it kind of, it kind of gets like that, you know, with the percentile, but 96%, I'm trying to tell you where am I leaning right into the 90% leaning so hard. My hip broke, like, bro, I'm right into that. I'm right into the 96%. The movie was perfect. And I haven't even told you anything about the movie yet. I'm just saying. I think the aesthetics was good. The visuals was good. It's probably, I would say it's Marvel's best movie visually. Because I think it looked better than Wakanda Forever. Multiverse of Madness looked crazy to me, but it had some shoddy... Some shoddy work. Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3, I thought it was perfect as far as the visuals. I didn't see anything wrong. I thought the Adam Warlock scenes was great. I thought the action scenes were great. Slow motion was used well. Although I did think it was certain scenes it was a little too much slow motion. But other than that, I thought the visuals were perfect. Stunning. I'm telling you. I am here, stunned. This gave me nostalgic vibes. What I tell you guys, the MCU is all about nostalgia. Can you make me feel like that one movie made me feel? It made me feel like that one movie, and I can't put my finger on which movie, but it made me feel like watching a a, a myriad of movies from the MCU and just really enjoying all that Marvel has brought in us over the years. I mean, it's incredible what we're witnessing. And I think that the mid allegations are overblown and I think they beat them. I think they beat the mid allegations. Like I'm trying to tell you, this movie is exactly what Marvel needed. This is a perfect send off for Sean or for James Gunn. Shout out to Sean Gunn too perfect send-off for James Gunn going to DC. Hopefully for his sake, he can resurrect that uh, graveyard of a franchise or a graveyard of a studio, but regardless I think he can do it because the what he did Guardians 1, 2, 3 is perfect to me. Now I think all of these people saying it's the best movie since Endgame is strictly prisoner of the moment. Because it is the first film that gave me that, oh, my God, feeling since Spider-Man No Way Home. So I think people got, like, I think that is working here. Because I've seen this a lot. Oh, it's the best movie since Avengers Endgame. Nah, bro, it's not. You know why? Because, bro, No Way Home, people was just like this, if not more. And the crowd reaction I don't think it was really that many moments where it was like crazy crowd reaction outside of laughter. When it came to the laughter, for sure, crowd reaction was crazy, but just like moments, I don't think so. Now, remember when I was telling you guys previous episodes that Dave Bautista was saying the uh, cameos in this film was going to have everyone cheering and he was wrong. It was no huge cameo. He was straight cap, Captain Hook, call him Captain David. He was that he was he was capping for sure. Uh somebody, somebody uh flattened his brim. He was capping. I'm telling you, it was no huge like cameos. It, it wasn't. So if you're listening to this, because I know it's people who listen before they go watch the movie, don't be expecting any huge. Uh, don't be expecting any huge cameos. I still haven't even gotten to spoiler territory. That's how fire this movie was. I still haven't gotten to spoiler territory. I'm just talking. Uh, What else we got? Star-Lord, shout out to my boy. Killed it again. Carried the film, especially when we talk about what was going on with Rocket throughout the whole film. Star-Lord carried... And I ain't going to lie. I'm coming here with apologies. Apologies. Now, we all know I be drinking and ranting, ranting and drinking when I'm doing these podcasts. So I get to talking shit. And sometimes it gets a little more flagrant than some listeners would like. But I think I owe Dave Bautista an apology because what he did in this movie, Stellar intergalactic his comedic timing was brilliant in this film brilliant I say brilliant now I can see why he'd be like bruh I want to do some other shit because they make me the butt of the joke a lot and they treat me like I'm stupid but it it, it works It, it works so much and it works so well I don't want Drax to go (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I don't want Drax to go. We need we need Dave Batista's Drax. We need that. I need that personally. Because when you couple that with the way he's acted in the previous films, I mean, a lot of the laughter comes from his point of view. So I think that it's needed. And I'm I, I'm willing to say that. He was probably the second, maybe the third best character in the movie, seriously. He was like maybe number three. The only person I could probably say who was better than him was Gamora, right? So let's get into the Gamora of it all. Gamora, I really enjoyed Gamora, but... I don't think she was needed, low-key. Like, she wasn't needed. It was good to see her, but the whole, like, she's a different Gamora and this and that, it was kind of played out. And I still, like, it got played out throughout the middle of the movie. And I still don't understand. Like, I get it, maybe because she was trying to help the good guys at that point, but I still feel like she should have got dusted away in Avengers Endgame because she pulled up. I don't know. That's just me personally. But I thought she was good in this movie. Um, this is a little spoiler. Are we getting into spoiler territory here now? I'm a little sad that her and Quill didn't, um, didn't wire it off into the sunset together. I'm a little sad about that. I thought somehow, some way, they would have ended up, their love would have been so strong, they would have got back together. So for all y'all having hope for MJ and Spider-Man, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like people don't just, things. things aren't just meant to be. Love isn't meant to be. Things have to happen and you got to build up a bond, connection. And once one side is already deep in, like Quill is, He's not going to be trying to build up that type of relationship because he already loves you. He deep head over heels. So, I mean, I was a little disappointed by that. But other than that, she was still very good in this film. Very good. Um, Who else we got? Uh, oh, let's talk about Nebula. Nebula, I loved Nebula I loved I thought she was good I do kind of miss her bad side her being like a super, like a a hero now is a little off-putting somehow but whatever I still fuck with her I fuck with Nebula now Mantis I think Mantis was like a huge step up like comparing that to how she was in the second Guardians film, it makes me wish she was available in the first Guardians film. That's how good she, she was honestly, now that I say, now that I'm bringing it up, I think Mantis might've been number two in the film. That, that I think that's the two, as opposed, if we talking about Guardians, if we just talk about Guardians, if we talking about in the entire film, Hey, I'm gonna keep it like this. The High Evolutionary, he taking that top spot. But I still got a couple more Guardians to get to, right? Let's talk about Groot, Groot. I mean, Groot always charms. I felt like the, the voice, has always been Vin Diesel, but I feel like they gave more Vin Diesel voice in this film, maybe because how he's like older or whatever. But remember, we haven't seen grown-up Groot since uh, 2014, right? When that first Guardians movie came out. He's been kid Groot ever since Ever since that movie. Second one, and he was teen Groot in Infinity War. So now we get the grown-up voice, and it was good to have Ben back. But boy, I ain't going to lie, man. Groot at Groot on some shit. I love this, uh, like, this, this, like, super Robocop low key version of, of a uh, group. I thought he had amazing scenes. His fight scenes was good, his action scenes were great. And I remember I was like, what the hell is Groot doing shooting guns? Bro, that scene was, like, one of the hardest. That was one of the hardest scenes that I've seen in a while. Seriously. When he pulled out with all them guns and he had, like, 20 guns on them. Yo, that shit was hard, bro. Yo, got me rubbing my hands like Birdman. Yo, light up that exotic if you got it. Pull up that expensive so we can get offensive because we in this shit. We are talking about movie of the year right now. What's going to be the Dune? Hell no. The Marvels? I doubt it. The only thing that got hope is Spider-Man. And that's animated. And I don't even like, I don't even really like putting those type of movies together, like against each other, because they're totally different. So... Who else we got on the Guardians I think I I think I covered all the Guardians oh rocket we did not rocket in this film okay so now we really 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 into spoiler territory and do not worry y'all we are still doing we are still playing the stock market we still playing the stock market so do not worry. I know a lot of people told me that uh, a lot of people DM me told me they enjoyed that uh, version or uh, that uh, segment of the uh, show. So I'm going to continue doing that. So we will be playing the stock market and then we're going to be talking about all of this all over again. So, yeah, boom. Um, Rocket. Rocket, you talk about severely underused. But. And I'm talking about as his, like, the like the current Rocky. This movie was a bunch of flashbacks of Rocky. So much that I said while I was watching it, I was like, bro, they could have made this his own movie. And while I say that, James Gunn actually said he was thinking about making the Rocket portion its own movie. Like, maybe a short or like an hour movie or like a, a, a special presentation or whatever. You could have added a little more to that, and I would have wanted to go see that movie in its entirety by itself. Give me an hour and a half of the Rocket origin story. I would have been all there for it. This movie was pretty much Rocket's origin story slash, let's say, Rocket film. That The movie was Rocket. The movie was, hold on, hold on, hold on. The movie was Rocket Raccoon. Yes, he acknowledged it. He called himself Rocket Raccoon. He's a raccoon. Now, yeah, we all knew that, of course, but he didn't know that. He kept saying, I'm not a raccoon. 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 raccoon." He acknowledged it by the end. So that was great. I thought that was an amazing part of the film as well. Um, but as far as just the overall origin story of Rocket, yo, it was heartbreaking. Gut punching. I thought his origin story was one of the saddest. I mean, bro, you never want to see people getting like worked on, experimented. And that is what the whole film was about. And, bro, I'm sorry. It was like, it was terrible to see. Like, bro, they was doing my dog Rocket like this. Like, holy. The one thing I did think was cool, and we're going to get to the High Evolutionary app in a minute, that that was his best creation. And it was driving him mad. Because Rocket, you want to say, maybe, oh, it was driving him mad because he looks at himself as like God, right? And then Rocket is smarter than him. That was crazy, and it drove him. It drove him crazy. So now we talking about the high evolutionary. Let's get to it. Shout out to Rocket, Rocket. I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy. We're gonna talk about that a little more. Uh, later on, why he's the guy. So, High Evolutionary. Now, I will say this. Best villain since Thanos. Best villain since Thanos. And if we're talking about live action villains, because you gotta remember, this is a live action film, but Thanos was visual effects. We don't see Josh Brolin. If we talk about live action, he might be the best. What I say, I, I, you know what? I wouldn't mind saying he's better than Killmonger. I wouldn't mind saying he's better than Loki. I wouldn't mind saying that he's better. I mean win Wu, I don't even know if I want to look at him as a villain. I mean, he's a villain, but I don't know, man. But he he was a good one to me, though. I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm thinking the high evolutionary, he was the best villain. Let's get this dude name. It's and it's a it's a name, so I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I won't even be able to uh to say what his name is. Uh, Chukwudi Iwuji don't hold me I ain't gonna hold you but bro I'm thinking he's the best villain now where do you guys stand on the whole no way home villains because like I said previously those are the Sam Raimi villains they are Sam Raimi villains We just got to touch up on him in like a newer version. So I guess they still count. So would I say he was better? Yeah, I think I honestly, I think I still say he's better than Goblin. And only why, because he really the villain. Like Goblin wasn't, like he wasn't really a villain. Like he wasn't a villain. It was no curing the high evolutionary. And he was menacing. Scary. And the acting that Chukwudi, Iwiju, Iwuji, bro. Great acting. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. I'm not going to lie. I'm so over the Oscar shit, man. But bro, he should get an Oscar nom. I'm sorry. His acting in this film was great, way better than... And Jonathan Majors, we all, he on, you know, quiet. He getting canceled right now. But, bro, I thought Jonathan Majors was good as Kane. This guy, he killed, he killed. If we talking about head-to-head, he killed Jonathan Majors. He he was way better. Like, this guy should have been, like, the head of all of this shit. And I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't know what the plans is for the future of Marvel or whatever the hell, but I think it should have been this dude. This high evolutionary is might be my favorite villain low-key. Now, Thanos is just a cheat code, but especially live action, like who was, like who was Captain America's villain? Zemo. Who was the second one? I don't even remember who was the villain in the say. I think the villain he was just like going against uh still hydra. Like, bro, the villains. Even the guardians, the first villain was Ronan. He was good. Second one was Ego. now nah, come on. That's Kurt Russell. He's he's the shit. And he was a good villain, but no. High evolutionary, hands down. Even though I hate how his face looked, but it makes sense because he was pretty much like a robot. I don't know what the high evolutionary is. But yo, when they peeled his face off, ugh, that shit was disgusting. And I was just like, you just got a, a fake face stretched on your ears. Ugh. He looked, even that was tight. I think he looked disgusting. So high evolutionary. Thumbs up, thumbs up for sure. Now, let's talk about someone that I thought was trash. Yep, you guessed it. Fucking Cosmo. Yes. Yes. If you're into the Guardians of the Galaxy like me, video game, TV show, comics, bro. The switch in the Guardian, I'm telling you, switching. And it it might be minuscule, it might sound crazy, you might be like, Oh, he's drunk. No, I'm not, I'm only on my second glass. Switching the gender for the dog, it just didn't work out for me. That Russian, the 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 female Russian voice, it's just not as funny as the male Russian voice. And I thought that way that Cosmo, like and the, bro, if I play, if I play some audio. Of the Cosmo from the video game or the Cosmo from the uh, TV show, it ain't even close. Bro, even the Cosmo from the podcast, Old Man Star-Lord, they had Cosmo in there too. And I'm telling you, bro, you need that male-rushing voice. I'm not being misogynistic. Shout out to all my ladies out there. Love you all. Shout out to my female listeners. Y'all, damn, they're half the listenership. Nah, bro. I'm not jacking that shit. I'm not jacking it. I wasn't jacking that. I thought that they should have left it as a male, and it would have been a little more funny, a little more uh, logical, I think. I don't know if that's the, probably not the right word, but, nah, it didn't hit for me. It did not. It didn't hit. It didn't work. didn't work for me. And I said that prior, so I might have been already have a little bias towards it, but not I'm not digging it, not digging it. No diggity, no doubt. Not digging it. Now let's talk about some of the plot before we play the stock market. So pretty much the plot is the high evolutionary owns Rocket, right? And this guy, he created Rocket, but when he created Rocket, Rocket ended up being better than him. So it made him mad. And when you ask, well, how was Rocket better than him? He's the high evolutionary. He's making societies. He made a whole new earth and and did it in the image that he thought was the best, right? Nah, bro. He couldn't have done that without Rocket. So when whatever he did with Rocket however he created Rocket or whatever. He could not figure out how to make the rest of the animals be like Rocket, peaceful. He like, Rocket, peaceful? Well, at the time he was. He was just a little baby Rocket. And he couldn't figure it out maybe because he just doesn't, maybe he doesn't have that peaceful like thing in his heart. I don't know what it is about Rocket, But clearly, he's a guardian of the galaxy for a reason. So I think that he was jealous that Rocket was able to figure out how to make the animals peaceful. And when he told him, I think he felt so stupid when he figured it out because he was yelling at him like, how did you know? How did you, of all people, know? And even even when um, he told him, about like how he did such a great job. He was like, wait, you of all people, like he was telling him like, yo, I'm gonna kill all like you and your peoples. He's like, so you smart enough to figure this out, but she wasn't smart enough to figure out that you're an abomination. Like bro, he was going off. Like, hey, hey, he was going ham sandwiches. And I couldn't understand it because I was just like, damn, why you so, why? like, Clearly, he's an egotistical maniac. An egotistical, maniacal asshole. And he couldn't take that his own creation was able to give him some tips, give him some pointers. A nigga like me, I would have been like, Oh shit, this little motherfucker smart. Let him be on my good side. Let's 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 be better. Let's keep figuring out stuff. No. Nah. He called him an abomination, told him he was gonna die with all his homes. Like, this shit crazy. So this guy is looking for Rocket, and he sends, ding, 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 you guessed it, Adam Warlock, which we didn't talk about because, honestly, his role was so minuscule, there's really no need to. (laughs) And I'm not bullshitting. His role was like a setup role, like, Seriously, he was like a setup, like a setup for something else type of role, really. So I think, okay, so, okay, back to the story. So he sends Adam Warlock because the, uh, what's his name? The High Evolutionary pretty much told, uh, what's her name? Now I don't remember the gold, the gold chick from Guardians 2. Because that was that's the that's his mom, uh, Adam Warlock's mom. Aisha. Yeah, she's the golden high priestess of the sovereign. A race created by the high evolutionary. So you already know. Looking at it from that perspective, it's even more sense. So the high evolutionary has this thing with Rocket because. Rocket was able to help create all of this. I'm pretty sure. I'm not, well I'm not sure, but it could be he was able to create all of these beings and stuff after Rocket. So he told Aisha, well if you don't get Rocket back which is, I think he said IP136 I I don't remember. I was supposed to write it down and I kind of didn't but he told her like, yo You knew Rocky was out there and you didn't tell me? Whole civilization gonna die if you don't get him back. Like, straight up. Like, he went. I mean, he got straight down to business. He was not bullshitting. I mean, my man said, yo, get him or your whole civilization die. Not just you. Everybody. 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 Going to die. So I thought that was crazy. And when I think about how strong Adam Warlock is and the way that the High Evolutionary was just playing with him, it did remind me of Kang when Kang was just dogging out Ant-Man. Or was it Ant-Man? I think it was Ant-Man. And he was just just doing little shit on his little uh, whatever the fuck on his watch. And just bam 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 bam, make it slamming him across the wall. That's low key how he did Adam Warlock. So it started off very impressive. And he sends him because he, for some reason, I guess he I don't know if he had a tracker, I don't know what it was, but Adam Warlock was able to get to Rocket. That's how the movie starts. Like he's able to get to Rocket. Mind you, Quill is drunk out of his mind. Let's take a shot for Quill. Take a sip, rather. Quill drunk out of his mind. Rocket had just laid him down, or Nebula laid him down, but with the help of Rocket. So all of these people are caught off guard, and they're on the uh, the Guardians base that we've seen in the holiday special. And it went crazy, right? And I thought it was wild that Adam Warlock was able to just peer on Superman's way right into their Hurt Rocket, and that's how the movie start. And they like Rocket was pretty much on life support the whole damn movie. So now the whole movie, they are trying to figure out how to get the passcode to uh to set Rocket straight to pretty much counter whatever uh program the the high evolutionary has put in Rocket because they said. If we mess with him, like if they tried to put a medical pack on Rocket or whatever, he was going to die. Or if they tried to, uh, I think, take it out, he was going to die. So either way, or if they just left it alone, he was going to die. So either way, Rocket was going to die. But of course, that's that's nothing to the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's nothing to the man that we call Star-Lord. It's nothing. You know what I mean? It's nothing. So I just... And of course, that's that. I mean, pretty much, that's the sum of the movie. And they, they try to figure out how to save Rocky. So I think... Oh, actually, let me go to my notes too. Because there was some things that I wanted to touch on. So I was glad they addressed the quill earth topic because i was saying why hasn't quill went back to earth it just makes i just thought it made zero sense to me that he's been able to travel the galaxy this whole time and never went back to earth i mean i get it his mom died but like bro you don't want to be around like earth women I get it, they try to leave it up and just you, you can be ambiguous, they whoever. But, bro, Quill is a man. He will be attracted to Earth women. Because all the women that he liked, they just look like women with green or purple paint. Like, I, I, I haven't seen Quill taking down like some shit where, remember when Thor was like, and even then when it was like a wolf woman, who was a woman wolf? Like, even then, she's still like a woman, just with like half wolf, like half wolf on the bottom part at that. So, and hey, this is a crazy question. But would you rather have the top part or the bottom part be animal? Because <laughs> what if you get with a chick, right? And she look like the top half of her look like Meg the Stallion or the top, ha- the top half of her look like Ice Spice or something, but then the bottom half is like a horse or a wolf. You're like, what's you supposed to do with that? But what if the top half is like a wolf and you got the bottom half looking like Ice Spice? You could just be like, hey, yo, bend over. <laughs> Throw a blanket on your head. <laughs> get on that real, get on that real scary movie vibes. Uh, but yeah, I was glad they addressed it. And of all people, Mantis addressed it. Which I thought was the way she approached it, and she was just like, Bro, you over here trying to save this motherfucker. You don't know how your granddad feels. Like you just left, you just left your you just left your granddad out there. You don't know what's going on. He just thought you got abducted for all this all these years. Like what? So yeah, I was glad they addressed that. And it actually. Uh, We could talk about it since we're addressing that elephant in the room. That was one of the post-credit scenes. Like at the end when everybody was breaking up. And I'm telling you, bro. No one died in this movie. No one died but the High Evolutionary. When they did the breakup, I feel like that was worse than seeing someone die. Everybody just went their own separate ways. I was like, what? Like everyone had to go find themselves and yeah, Quill went back to earth and he went to go see his granddad. And I thought that shit was dope. And again, yo granddad was had a, had a, I guess a black woman. Cause I'm like that Better not been his maid or some crazy shit. Cause where the hell was she at in the first movie? Right? Where was she at in the first movie? She wasn't nowhere in the hospital. Because if your wife, like, wouldn't your wife be there if your daughter dying? That shit didn't even make any sense. Like, they just, I'm telling you, bro, they be just some shit, like, they got to stop forcing the interracial relationships, bro. Like, bro, he could have just had an old white lady answer the dough. Just saying. But uh, come on, man. Flawless films. When you got a flawless film, you got to nitpick and find the nitpicks. Um, already did the Drax Apology. We addressed the Quill Earth topic. Yes, yeah, so I'm glad Quill went back to Earth. I mean, that was ridiculous that he never went back. He did say ever since his mom died, he's been running from going back to Earth. So I guess when you put it like that, it makes sense, right? It makes sense when you put it like that. Uh, We talked about group with Guns. Cosmo just didn't translate. Rocket is the High Evolutionary's best creation. All right, so let's talk about that. So even after the breakthrough with Rocket, uh, even after the breakthrough with Rocket, and he had people that were smart, able to uh, uh, create a whole database in under two minutes, they still wasn't as, like, I guess they still couldn't create things like Rocket. Like, bro, Rocket builds bombs. Like, he be building all kind of crazy shit. Like, he was able to fly a plane with any, with the, or not a plane, but a uh, spaceship without any practice. Like, that's how he escaped. That's how he escaped the high evolutionary place. He was able to do that without any practice. So, oh, I just, I, I thought that shit was funny. And can we please talk about, um, so the high evolutionary was on his high horse, and his second in command was pretty much. I could tell she was getting rid of, she was getting tired of his ass, and I was like, "Oh, she' about to turn," and then she turned on him because she was, she, she was like, "You're letting a vendetta with this one animal." burn this whole place down and everybody turned on the high evolutionary and then he just like killed them all within a second. That shit was so hilarious to me. I felt like I was the only one in the theater laughing at that. I'm telling you, I thought that shit was comedy. So at the end, When everyone was like going their separate ways and shit. I thought this part was so cringe. So Group, all of this time, he says, I am Group. I am Groot. I am Group. Whichever expression, angry, happy, sad, whatever the hell. I'm Group I am Group. I am Group. I am Group. For some reason, for some reason, he said, I love you guys. And it's it was like, Bro, that shit was, I didn't hear anyone in the theater go like, oh, or and it was like totally, it was a bad moment. I'm terrified. That was the only part that, that really like, I don't know why they had that in the movie. They, no. Like he literally said, I love you guys. So can you talk or can you not, my nigga? Like seriously, like what is we doing here? And I'm not trying to get mad about it. But can you talk or not? You say I am group, I am group, I am group, I am group, I am group. You said we are group. I thought that was cool. They was trying to go for that same moment and it did not hit. It did not hit. I love you guys. It was like totally like just random, out of character. (sighs) Nah, that was trash. And I was reading a newspaper from the post-credit, the last post-credit scene. And it was the last post-credit scene was Peter Quill eating breakfast with his granddad. His granddad still reading the newspaper like an OG. And the newspaper said, Kevin Bacon shares his abduction story. And I just thought that was so funny. I just thought that was hilarious. Especially, it's so believable in this setting, in this universe, because Aliens have visited. We've had wars with aliens fought on the planet three times, I feel like. Because Avengers and then what was the second one? Infinity War and then Endgame. Three times aliens fought on Earth from what the public knows. I'm not sure what they, and I don't think it was on Earth with Captain Marvel. So, yeah, man. I'm telling you, bro, this shit was, I thought, I just, the post-credit scene, I see Marvel, this is what Marvel's doing now. Because they still have this this post-credit scene, like, stamp. Like, it's their thing. Like, their thing is the post-credit scene. They are still giving us post-credit scenes, but they are not giving us post-credit scenes where it's like, oh, look, this is coming. They did do it in Quantumania, so I may take a little step back. But for the most part, most of the credit scenes are just like, Like, just little funny things or, like, something here and there. It's not really, like, anything too crazy, right? No, I think I'm capped out. I think I'm capped out because even Multiverse of Madness, that post-credit scene was, like, leading to Doctor Strange 3. So, I'm not going to say that. The first post-credit scene, which was the mid-credit scene, it was after Rocket has been named Captain because they named Rocket Captain. El Capitone because Quill, this is when everyone is going their separate ways and Quill said, I'm going back to Earth blah blah blah, I told y'all already that I told y'all that already and he named Rocket Cap or he named Rocket Captain and everybody did the salute to two pounds to the chest and everyone agreed that Rocket is now the captain of the Guardians of the Galaxy now I'm not sure if he gave Rocket his ship because you know this was always like a point of contention between Rocket and Quill. You know, remember, they almost died in Guardians of the Volume 2 because, you know, Rocket and Quill was beefing over the ship. And who's going to drive it? Who's going to fly it? And all that stuff. So I thought it was pretty cool, you know, that they gave it to Rocket after they saved Rocket life. i just... Bro, the film was so touching. It was a part where he was going to like, he's like, who he's, oh, the high evolutionary. He was like fighting Rocky because this is after they like saved all the kids and everything. And I feel like I don't have to go into so much detail, right? You guys know, like you, you watch the movie. If you watch, if you listen to this, that they saved the kids and he's trying to save all the pets now on the high evolutionary spaceship. He was telling these motherfuckers like the evolutionary pulled up on Rocket, tried to whoop his ass again and Rocket hit the gravity boost because he said who do you think you are? Like on some Wakanda forever shit and Rocket was like I'm Rocket. Rocket Raccoon. I was like "Ah!" That was the only time I really like, like yelled out. But that shit was dope. Another thing about the high evolutionary, right? This is what I thought was crazy. This motherfucker built a whole planet and then he didn't like, like, he didn't like something Peter Quill said. Cause Quill was like, Quill told him when he was confronting him, he was like, oh, yeah, you got, or he said something like, oh, oh, he was like, oh, the perfect society, yet you got, uh, you got, drug dealers selling meth to teenagers and then he was like yes i know that's why this place is dead it was just about to blow the whole like he blew the whole planet up it was your high evolutionary he was a fucking ass bro he was he was a dog he was a dog he was a dog All right, let's play the stock market, and we're gonna hit these quick because I've already talked so much. So we're gonna hit these quick. Peter Quill, is his stock up or down? Well, his stock is up to me. Now, it was said at the end of the post-credit scene, Star Lord. No, it, no. Let me let me reframe my sentencing, my words the legendary Star-Lord will return, legendary. So his stock to me is up just because he's returning again. He showed that exemplary leadership that we've all grown to love, that charm that we have all grown to think is funny, but it worked. It was a part in this movie where He was kind of looking like a clown, like they always try to make my boy Chris Pratt, a.k.a. Peter Quill, Star-Lord, look, try to make him look like a clown when he was trying to woo over one of the girls, one of, like, the receptionists at the High Evolutionary's place. And then um, she was like, yeah, because, oh, Gamora pulled the strap out and was like, yo, give me that shit. Like, on some thug shit, some thuggish, ruggish, bone, it's the first of the month type shit, but no, it's Cinco de Mayo. But he did all of that, and then when she put the gun to her, Peter Quill was like, yo, what you doing? We don't do it like this. She was like, digging me. And then the girl tried to play him and was like, I actually thought she was kind of corny. Like, she pretty much tried to little bow while my die. Like, she tried a little bow while my dude. And then he told her, Later on, it was like a good comeback instantly, but this was like five, maybe 10 minutes later after they was like pretty much busted. He told the girl, he was like, yo, just let me get on the intercom so I can um, so I can talk some sense to these people. Maybe I can give them a speech and they'll realize that we the good guys and we just trying to save our friend. She opened up the computer to him and he got on the computer and then Gamora told him, she was like, You really think these people are going to listen to you? Quill looked at her and was like, no, I'm not stupid. I just wanted her to open up her computer for me. And he was like, boom. I told you she was, he was like, I told you she liked me. That shit was so cool. So for that line right there, Playboy, maybe Peter Quill might be the last Playboy left. Boom. I'm saying his stock is up, Peter Quill. Gamora, her stock, her stock, I ain't going to lie, her stock is down, but only because she's the actress brought in, has brought in the stock down. Because if Zoe Zaldana was saying this, if she, like, look, if Zoe Zaldana was saying this on the press run, like, you know what? I'm here to play Gamora for as long as they have me play Gamora. I would not mind seeing The Adventures of Gamora in a short film, some type of special presentation, maybe her own Disney Plus series with her as a Ravager because she's a Ravager now. I would love to see that. I would, I think that would be cool. But for the simple fact that the OG, our Gamora is dead, and then we got this Gamora who's a Ravager now and the actress doesn't want to do it anymore. Stock is down, even though I thought she was good in the film. Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. Is his stock up or down? Stock is down. Only why his stock is down, because he only had 10 minutes of screen time. Even though I thought, me personally, I thought he shined in every minute that he had on screen. I thought Adam Warlock was good for this film. So I'm not saying his stock is down. I just think how, or I'm not saying his stock is down because I think so. I just think how people are going to receive his uh, performance. I think a lot of people are going to say his stock is down. And therefore, I think I'll say the stock is down because uh, he was like a little dumb in this movie. I don't know if that was what they were going for. Yeah. This was supposed to be in a younger Adam Warlock, so I get that. But he was acting, like, hella dumb in this movie. Like, more dumb than Drax. So, yeah, his stock is down. But I'm willing to say, me personally, I think it's, like, middle of the pack. So if I think it's middle of the pack, his stock is down. But I will be looking forward to more uh, Adam Warlock in the future. I need more of that with a more prominent role, you know, maybe having to do with my boy Quill getting back with the Guardians. Nebula, her stock up or down? Uh, Nebula stock is up. I think Nebula was good in this film and I'm excited to see where this hero will go. She's a superhero and she is taking on the task of starting a new society with all of the people that the High Evolutionary tried to kill. We talking about thousands of animals, or I don't know if it was thousands, you could say hundreds, but I'm gonna just say thousands of animals, thousands of little kids, thousands of like all these people that the High Evolutionary was gonna kill and they were all rescued by the Guardians and she's gonna stick there. And I'm cool with, I think that's dope. Like, I love the role that she's taking on. She wants to be, What she never had, and that's a family, a loving parent, like maybe a loving parental type. Remember how much Thanos hated Like, remember how much Thanos hated her. So I think, I just think, I don't know. I I love how she, like, I love how she represented herself in this movie. An asshole a lot of the time, but that's Nebula. She should be. Her whole body is like a robot. She got a gun for an arm. She she should be angry, okay. And if you look at how, like Karen Gillen, yo, she looked good. I ain't, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I know she got a husband or whatever. Uh Sean Gunn as Craglin, stock up or down, stock is down. Craglin, I mean, wasn't that impressive? I don't think he's supposed to be that impressive. He's Craglin. he was a, a carry-on. I mean. He's James Gunn, little brother. So I liked him more in volume two. This film, I thought he was all right. Like we did get a Yon, we did get a Yondu sighting. I hope that ain't what Dave Batista said we was gonna clap for because it was like a it was like one of those like you gotta look at a person type of thing. Like he's not the dead person isn't there, but he shows up as a vision to to encourage you to do better, right? So he was cool. Leadership was I. Right. I could have did without him. Ben Diesel as Groot. Group stock is up. I'm way excited to see what Groot is going to be doing, especially when you see how big he is in the uh, the post credit scene. Oh my God, he's a mammoth. He's way bigger than what you like what you see on this shirt. He's way bigger than that. So his stock is up. High evolutionary, stock is up for sure. Like, I think the best villain, best live action villain in the MCU so far, seriously. Best live action villain. Uh, Drax, Dra- Drax stock is up. I was talking a lot of shit. Like I said, I had to apologize. Drax stock is up, Uh, who was it, Nebula, he was going to go with Mantis. Drax is going to go with Mantis on her quest. And she was like, no, that's the whole point. I want to go by myself. He was crying because he really loves Mantis. I mean, she's she's a guardian. So when Nebula told Drax, she was like, you weren't born to be a destroyer. You were born to be a father. Boy, I almost broke down and started crying. Oh my God. I almost started crying. If I if I would have been drinking, if I would have had, if I'd have had some of this crown in me, I'd have been weeping. Because bro, that hit me right in the feels, bro. Because Drex the re, like he rescued all the little children. Like he was able to talk to them. He's able to calm them down. He was able to make them laugh. All of that. And yeah. So, Drax stock is way up, way up, I feel blessed. Way up through the roof. Mantis, Mantis stock up. Like, Mantis stock is way up. I think Mantis, like like I said, Mantis, I don't want to say she carried, but she was, her and Quill, her and Quill was right there. And then I'll say Drax was like a notch under them. Like, her and Quill was like, Maybe cool, maybe a little, but I don't, I don't even want to say. I think her and cool was neck and neck. And then Mantis or um, Drax was like right under her. Uh, Maria, uh, yeah, Cosmo, the space dog, stock is down. I thought Cosmo was trash. Even the whole thing that Cosmo was beefing over because they called him a bad dog. It was cool, but it, to me, it didn't get the reaction I would have liked. I thought, honestly, I thought that whole part, like when when Craglin uh, called him a bad, called her a bad dog, and she wanted him to take it back, and she kept bringing it up, and everybody, even Howard the duck was like, "Oh my god, let it go." It was cool. Thought it could have been better, and I just wasn't feeling uh Cosmo the Space Dog like that. So stock down. rocket rocket stock is up way up way up through the roof um yo somebody called a roofer somebody called somebody called somebody called a, call a roofer man fix these roofs because rocket stock is way up i will go see a movie based on rocket as the new i will see guardians of the galaxy 4 without quill and rocket as the new leader of the guardians i will go see that so hey kevin feige you listening from one Kevin to another, I will go see a Rocket, Raccoon-led Guardians of the Galaxy film. I will. You can't hold me. Like, bro, I, I will go see that. I don't know what y'all think about that, but I will go see that. I think that would be interesting, especially considering Rocket already had great leadership skills, and his leadership skills at the end of this film was highly and heavily on display because they wanted to just save the smart people, the the higher life forms. And Rocket was like, no, we saving the animals too. We saving all of the raccoons. We saving the birds, the chimps, we saving everybody. So Rocket, great leader. and, And he had a chance to get it back in blood and he didn't. He had a chance to kill the high evolutionary. He had the blick right to his head and he did not click. You know why? Because he's a guardian. Yeah, he's a guardian. So, yeah. I think seeing a Rocky film, I will go see that. And his stock is through. I feel like that's the the main ones. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Overall... All in all, I will give this movie a 9 out of ten. Nine out of 10. I have my little nitpicks. But I think this movie was close to perfection. The best movie since No Way Home. Definitely not the best movie since Endgame. But I think it's on one of those levels. And I'm going to say this. I think, I think, I think Guardians of the Galaxy has the best trilogy in the MCU. Don't shoot the messenger. I think Guardians of the Galaxy has the best trilogy in the MCU. Uno, dos, tres, all are bangers. I previously said far from, or the the home Spider-Man series, but Far From Home is definitely a step back in the pre- the previous and its predecessor. So mm-hmm. I think like, and then, okay, Captain America another good trilogy. I grew to love the first one but initially I didn't like it. So you gotta knock that. And its third film is basically an Avengers film. So that's my knock on the Captain America trilogy. The Iron Man trilogy, I really don't have any issues with the Iron Man trilogy. Honestly, I just think this one is better because I love one, two, and three. The Thor trilogy, one and two, I don't like. I love three. And then four, you know what I mean? Now it's not a trilogy. So if you just look at one, two, three. And then I think that's really it. <clears throat> so yeah, the best best trilogy, I think hands down. Um, and the second, might say the be- the second best third movie. Spider Man No Way Home, the best third movie though. So yeah, nine out of ten. What you guys think of the film? Very long winded here. I think I did an hour. It's a good one. I think I went over all of my notes. Yep, went over all of my notes. Hey, did you check? You guys check my story, yo. When I'm watching the Guardians of the Galaxy, I gotta get this out real quick before I go. So I'm watching Guardians of the Galaxy, and when the movie start, I'm look. I got my 3D glasses on because I watched it XD. Uh, so digital. And in 3D, the 3D was great in this film, by the way. Best 3D since um, I think since Shang Chi. Because I don't think, yeah, I didn't see Spider-Man No Way Home in 3D. So I don't know how that because it was sold out. I didn't get to see it in 3D. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought the 3D was good. So I'm watching this shit, right? I'm watching it. And when it come on, I'm eating my popcorn heavy in it, and then the film looks so trash. Like it's like the 3D was off. Like the way the the film looked, it's like if you was watching, and I had my 3D glasses on. It's like if you were watching the 3D movie without the glasses on. That's how it looked, even with the glasses on. And I was like, damn, maybe I'm tripping. And I'm like, shit, maybe I need to check my blood pressure or something. Nope, wasn't it. Hell of people was going to complaining. They turned the movie off, had to start it back up. Oh, my God. That's how you know the movie was fired. Because I still enjoy myself. Still enjoy myself. So, yeah, that was funny. Santa Fe, y'all some bozos for that. But, hey, man, it, it, as much as I go to the movies, I haven't really had any problems like that. So, I'm not mad at it. I really haven't had a problem like that since the since the, since I went to go see the Crouching Tiger. That was like ninety nine 99 or something crazy, so I ain't tripping like that. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Niggas throat hurting. Pause. My throat hurting because I've been yelling. This is a great movie. I highly recommend to go see it again. Um. Hopefully, should I can go see with one of the bros or something, and then we talk about this some more. Because it's, it's definitely more to talk about. I'm going to watch some Easter eggs, and yeah, we're coming back with all of that. Should I do an Easter? What you guys think? How did you guys feel about... No one ever tells me things. How does y'all feel about me doing that uh, YouTube review and just pausing and going on it? Uh, I think I might do that again. Because I already gave you guys my episode. So I think I might do that again with the uh with you guys and do like a new rock stars next time, all right? Uh, probably do the new rock stars um, Easter egg thing, and we can do that and have some fun with that. A lot more content like that coming. We we having fun with this guys. Uh, oh, please, I need fifteen subscribers to reach five hundred on YouTube. We moving three hundred subscribers over the last month. Uh, please go and subscribe at Kevin Twenty Seven World. That is. Kevin27world W R L D. Please subscribe, turn on the notification bell. And uh I think we got two more followers on Spotify. Please go follow over there and five-star rating. Can we get to 80 on uh, Apple Podcast? All right. Believe it to you, make believers. Oh, before I go, look at my shirt. This shit fire. And I say it's fire because I felt a way about this, right? It's good to have friends. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Is it too much? And then when I'm watching the movie, when Rocket is talking to like Lila, which is like the friends, when he was talking to Lila and she said, what's she say? Oh, she said that she was like, it's good to have friends. I looked right at my shirt. I thought that was hilarious. And it was another part, speaking of Lila, Rocket, my boy, was going, he was going, crossing over to the dead side. And she was like, he was like, can, she was like, we're we going to fly in the sky. And then he was like, Rocket told Lila, he, he asked Lila, he was like, can I go with you? And she was like, of course you can. And then he was walking towards her. And then she put her hand on his chest. And she was like, but not yet. Your purpose isn't over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You talk about the feels. But yeah, man. Great-ass movie. Great-ass movie. All right. So I'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, we're going to do a Marvel News show. The next episode, so the next, the next episode, you guys, it will be me because I'm going to see Guardians of the Galaxy again tomorrow. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. I'm going to do my that Easter egg thing. And then we're going to talk about some Marvel news. And uh, the Marvel news consists of a lot of stuff. We got runtimes of Secret Invasion. Also, Writers Guild of America is on strike. And how is that going to affect the MCU? We're going to find out on Marvel News Show. Be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow, all right? Believe it till you make believers.